All right, welcome to another episode of Burritos, Breaks, and Flies. This is going to be a micro tip podcast, and we're going to be doing a product review on the Loop Tackle Q Reel. Things a sweet little package, and we're going to dive into it and go over all all the cool features and bells and whistles on this thing. We're even going to take a unique dive on doing something a little different. Uh, food pairings with the Q Reel. If you didn't think that was possible, you're wrong. It's going to happen. It's going to happen here. Something new. I think you'll like it. Anyway, I think you'll enjoy this podcast. Quite informational. And uh, we really had a good time playing around with this reel. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors uh, Loop Tackle, Adams Built Fishing, Monic Fly Lines, Battleborn Beer. Without your support, hey, none of this could be possible. So sit back and enjoy this short podcast on the Loop Q Real Review. All right, and welcome to another episode of Burritos, Breaks, and Flies. This one's going to be a fun little podcast, and uh, of course, we got our sensational uh, co-host, Taylor. He's still the prodigy, Brune. Yeah. I gave him another nickname. I don't think we're going to use that on air just to keep it family-friendly. <laughs> it's a better nickname, though. Yeah, it's interesting. Good to be here, everybody. Yeah, maybe we'll share it on the next podcast. But no, yeah, thanks for joining us. So it's just Taylor and I on this one, and we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a uh, short product review on what's probably one of my favorite reels. And as you can tell, it's gonna be a slightly biased podcast <laughs> because of that. Disclaimer. But no, yeah, but just disclaimer. But at the same time, it'll be an honest review, and we're gonna be talking about the loop tackle. Uh, Q reel. And now the Q series from Loop Tackle uh, is basically a, a line of rods and reels that are uh, manufactured at a pretty uh, extremely competitive price point. So when we say that, we don't mean that this is a, don't like to say it's like an entry level, even though, I mean, you could consider it that. At the same time, it's got uh, uh, plenty of performance, whether you're using the rod or the reel. Uh, high quality components, um, super durable, uh, really no shortcuts on it. You know, the same amount of engineering went to this line of products that went into their higher end products, but in the manner to where, you know, they can make it at a competitive price point. So your biggest differences are, you know, what it's manufactured out of, um, you know, what components you would find on the reel and what components you would find on the rod. But other than that, you can have a hell of a time on this stuff. So, so let's back up. We're going to talk about the Q reel. Um, we spent a lot of time. Matter of fact, uh, Taylor's had some experience with this. You've had your Q reel for what? What about six months, maybe? Yeah, about about six months. About six say, months. 
Yeah, and I, I've been running uh, a few Q reels for almost, let's say, two seasons at Pyramid and other waters. But Pyramid was the ultimate test just because of the nature of, you know, the environment out there. Yeah, so definitely the alkalinity. Uh, uh, is it nice to metal out there? It's not. And not, nothing's nice to anything out there. I mean, just the general conditions. I mean, you know, the, the <laughs> everything. I mean, you're either. Yeah, right. I mean, you're playing on sandy beaches or, or rocky beaches, you know, and and these things tend to take an equal amount of abuse on both. Right. Where the sandy beaches, you have the luxury of, you know, not necessarily, you know, banging your rods and reels up. But you do have the abrasion um, and the impact from the sand getting inside components and whatnot and the rocks is quite the opposite where you can definitely bash things up you know without even trying it just happens you know what it's just yeah, getting a good dent or a uh yeah. a squeaky drag and uh, well could seize up because of the sand you know that's right that's right and we will cover the squeaky drag um it is not a feature of the q reel however when you let me reverse the direction of the reel it can be because uh, you do it in a hurry and you get a disc mess, you know, a disc misplaced and surprisingly yeah, enough, a great little story. It's a great, sure. it's, it's great. It's funny how it still all works out. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's get to it. So Q real, um, we've had the most time on their seven to nine, right? So we were using larger lines. We're either using a, you know, a larger indicator line, um, or just because of the nature of these being a large arbor reel, it's nice on a strip rod to have plenty of backing um, and then plenty of face for uh, your strip line. So you don't have any issues with overpacking the reel, you know, especially when you get that, that strip line in close. Um, you're not having to deal with, um, you know, bundling and, and line kind of, you know, folding over the top or whatever. So we allow plenty of room on these reels. So, um and just quickly going through some of the features, and I'll kind of quickly go down the list, and this is straight from Loop, right? So they list some of their features that it features uh, an embedded counterbalance on the spool, which makes sense. It's like a balancing a tire, right? I mean, you don't oh, want yeah. some, yeah, I mean, you just don't want something that's kind of, we don't want it off balance because that could get weird. Um, a V-shaped spool. And that helps with line retrieval. So that really helps set that backing in there nice. So you have a nice flat surface, which in turn you could seat your fly line on when needed. Uh, ergonomic winding handle. That just makes sense. It's not clunky or it's not straight, you know, like just like a straight piece of, you know, boss material coming off. It actually fits in your fingers nicely. Uh, one of the most important things is the sealed powerful drag system. And it has an incredibly powerful drag. Um, we'll dig into that a little bit. Uh, large clutch knob for precise drag adjustment. Uh, it's big, uh, maybe slightly oversized, but it's perfect. Especially, uh, Taylor, you've probably played with your drag sometimes. You get a good fish on. I mean, does that make a difference for you? Like saying, you're oh, like, oh, oh I, I need to make a quick adjustment. Like, with how big that, that drag adjustment is, it's nice when your hands are freezing after a good solid six hours out there you know it makes it easy to kind of click it up or click it down when you need to yeah no for sure and it's pretty easy i mean you have a positive a positive click feel without the positive click noise you know so 
it's definitely you know which way you're going, what you're doing. Uh, the integrated spool screw cap, that's kind of cool. So that's inset on the reel. So to remove the uh, uh, the, the actual spool, uh, that knob is integrated into the handle, and it's just a nice feature. And it doesn't stick out. It's not clunky. And uh, what else they got here? A two-part spool and housing configuration with new loo- no loose components. It's just kind of like what we spoke to. Everything, everything is nice and tight in there. So the material is made out of it. It it's basically it's an aluminum housing, and you could kind of be skeptical of aluminum housings and, and whatnot because I've worked with you know various reels in the past that were aluminum, and you drop them or you accidentally put a foot to them or you're packing them away and the next time you bring them out you got this funky grind when you're reeling in you know or you got a fish running on you and the reel's making that funny hop hop sound and catching on itself so yeah. what, what, what do you think i mean in your experience is that pretty hardy hardy aluminum cage on that thing yeah this i mean like i've you know done the uh you know the cheapo 40 dollar reels you know you're your rod combo ones, you know, way back in the day. Right. And you, you dent those little aluminum ones or plastic ones just a little bit. And the whole reel's useless. But I mean, I've used this thing on the rocks, kind of setting it down and stuff. Haven't had any issues from using it out at Pyramid, you know? Yeah. And I see how you fish. I mean, especially the temper tantrums you throw. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Across the lake. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that that piece is nice. And then, you know, visually, it's very appealing. You look at it. It doesn't have a low budget look. Everything is super clean. The anodized finish is nice. And it's actually a legitimate like. Like hard anodized finish, it's not I mean, it has a characteristics of a powder coat because that stuff. I mean, it really I mean, I have put mine through hell and it, that stuff doesn't scratch off. I mean, it takes it takes a good, you know, I don't know what the right word is, something or other. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I've I've seen you, you know, in a hurry to get out there, and you you kind of always have your rods kind of hanging out in the back, ready to rock. You know, I don't yeah. know if I've seen you use a rod case in the past couple of months. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. It, it's already you know, no. It's it's it's. It's all about show up, blow up, show up, blow up. I mean, you know, it's somewhat organized back there, but yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like opening the door to a safe and you got the rifle there. It's just ready to go. Yeah. Cocked and locked. Ready to go. Yeah. You just got to put it around in the chamber and that thing's ready to, ready to go. I mean, literally it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, and what do you think about the weight on these things? Like, do, do you notice anything? Do you feel like it's overweight? underweight or it's like just right or what do you I mean, what's your feel on the rod i guess uh the only line i've been running on mine is is a real thick uh shooting head floating line you know uh-huh. um kind of a switch taper um, right you know when i was talking to you about it what i really liked is it fit that line you know you get a a line that's weighted you know set for an eight or nine weight sometimes the reels a little too small you know that it doesn't really take that line um but this reel it's it's got like you said you know a nice uh v-shaped groove with a, a lot of little a lot of extra room there to kind of accept 
you know, that thinner line with the, your sinking lines and stuff, but also that big fat switch line, which we know and love out there at Pyramid. Yeah. And I think we've given it a true test. I mean, I know I've run on the uh, floating slash indicator lines. I've run a couple different brands on there. And I'll tell you, like, you know, probably one of the best overall lines I put on there is that that loop tactical salmon. And, you know, seven weight will fit on there. No problem. Eight weight fits great. Nine weight fits great. And you could literally, you know, with that, I could have 100 yards of backing on that reel. Which, which you want, you know, but yeah. on, like you said, on some competitive reels, you actually have to back off on that line backing to get that indicator line to fit appropriately. Um, what other line? Uh, Rio uh, chucker lines, um, Rio chucker lines with Mao tips. So you got that extra 10 feet will still fit on that reel. Um, the airflow lines, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Air, airflow fits. Um, Monic. Can't forget our number one line sponsor, but you know all the Monics um, fit fine on there. Um, so yeah, I mean, d- d- no matter what you're running, um, you'll 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 get it to fit on there. Um, you know, just make sure you size it accordingly. Just don't do what I did in the beginning, get like a six eight and try to cram number eight on there. If you have a seven nine, you got plenty of arbor space. So always go oversized, you know. And and all these loop reels are traditionally oversized, the large arbor design which plays in well for fitting the line. But I think this is the part where we really get into the nuts and bolts of it is, is the real performance with a fish on and not just any old fish, but when you get a hard fighter or a large fish on, um, what do you think about, I mean, what's your feeling on that tail? I got my opinion, but just on the line pickup and the drag performance, what's, what's your take on that with that cue? I mean, you and you and me, we've talked a lot about, you know, what, what do you need as a fly fisherman? And, and, you know, unlike conventional gear, your reel tends to be the last thought, you know, you need a good rod, um, you know, probably the most important feature on your rod is your line. You know, you gotta have a good quality line. Um, so most people rightfully so drop the money there. Yeah. Um, but if you got a bad reel and you got good line, you know, especially a short arbor, you can tear that really nice line up. Yeah. You know, a, a too small of an arbor reel on your brand new, um, you know, um, switch line of any brand you choose. Um, that'll grind it up pretty quick. Um, <clears throat> but the overall performance of, of that Q reel, um, you know, especially a pyramid, like when you get that big fish that starts taking that drag, you know, cause we don't always get big fish as much as we like to act like it. Right. <laughs> but when you get that big one and you have a, uh, a drag system that, uh, isn't up to par, you find out kind of when you don't want to. Yeah. And, and that Q reel I've, I've found, especially for the price point and it has one of the smoothest adjusting drags um i've used yeah and i've used quite a few different reels um and especially if we look at uh you know reels that i've used in the comparative price points like uh you know even lampson's or um, sometimes the cabela's specials or whatever sure um i mean the drag system it just adjusts way more smooth almost like 
you know, some of my $300, $400 reels. Right. You know, it, it definitely, I definitely feel that, you know, slow change. You know, if you want it to be a small change, you can dial it in small. If you want to crank it, it's easy to crank. Right. Tighter, looser, whatever you need. Right. No, ab- absolutely. And I've noticed, I mean, I've caught plenty of fish on this. Anything from, you know, that, that clone size or that upper clone size the pyramid fish, you know, when you're getting into that, you know, five to eight pound range, uh, those are some of the funnest fighters out there, you know, and depending if you get into a, I mean, you could get into a sluggy summit and that's a whole nother podcast, you know, or if you, <laughs> or if you get into the, the genuine real deal pilots, um, those guys can give you hell and they give you hell for a little bit, you know, and they'll give you hell all the right moments, um, right moments for them, wrong moments for you. So it's yeah. important to have, you know, a solid drag that's not going to give out on you, you know, but also have that rather, rather finite adjustment to, you know, where a couple clicks can get you to where you need to be to have enough let out to when that fish is in close to where you're not losing play on it. You know, you always yeah, want to maintain that. And that's, that's a mistake that I see where, and you know, and we're running the switch rod. So we have the luxury of, I mean, you could run that drag halfway all day and the leverage of those rods are fine, but I've had a few where, you know, they start going yard on you and, uh, you got to click down, uh, you know, basically about that time when you got to give them the onion, yep. you know what I'm saying? A little, oh, there to Hayden Buckmaster, by the way. But yeah, when you got to give that fish the onion, <laughs> we got to put the brakes on, <laughs> you know, that's important. And that's what I do. You let that thing run, 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 run. And then you start slowing down and you crank down on that drag and you rip back like Orlando Wilson, man, you give it hell. You give it a hell and you turn that thing's head and tell you what that drag performs, you know, and I've taken plenty of these apart, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, make sure they're good to go and whatnot. And you just don't notice anywhere. And most importantly, you don't get any, like after you pop the seal and whatnot to get in there, there's no water pouring out. There's no sand pouring out. There's no bugs crawling out. It's legitimately sealed, you know, so I've had many reels that they say they're sealed, I think they seal stuff in and don't let it out. Yeah, like the, the metal parts, <laughs> not so much the the right. salt water and, and sand sometimes. Right, right. You know, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, what's another important aspect of these? Oh, well, price point. I mean, kind of across the board, like that 7 to 9 series that we're fond of for uh for the pyramid fish that'll also work great on all your salmon species you know all your steelhead species that's great for bass that's great for stripers um great for all those predatory game fish that'd be great on saltwater for you know going bone fishing and 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 all that type of stuff so if it's the bill definitely and putting through the paces at pyramid it's you know i won't necessarily call it salt water that there's no the salinity level in pyramid is not like that of the ocean what it is it's it's a high calcium content high ph high alkalinity so there is some semblance of it but that's very hard on gear you know so that's why they call it a salty pond it's not necessarily salty but the high ph resembles that so um, a buck seventy-five across the board for these guys. Uh, get into a smaller model, it might be a couple bucks less. Get into the next size up, which is the eight to eleven, which is the big boy. Um, if you 
going after really big predatory fish, that's a couple bucks more. Um, but they're all the same componentry. I mean, they're all the same design. It's just basically you're looking at, you know, line capacity and what kind of rod you're going to put them on, right? So, yeah. I mean, so it's a pretty killer package. Comes with a nice little cloth bag. Comes with a little tool. So, you know, if you're in the position where you really want one and only could find a right-hand retrieve, well, guess what? There's a little tool and instruction book in there where you can make it a left-hand retrieve. Just don't do like I did when I first started switching some of these out for my personal collection and put maybe a disc or two in incorrectly because the funny thing is the drag will still work, but it sounds like you're electrocuting a hamster. <laughs> so if your reel sounds like a ha- if you switch your reel from right hand <laughs> to left hand or vice versa, and it sounds like you're committing atrocities to a small rodent, um, you might want to check your uh, your assembly. Yeah, I think Trust the me. one you uh, you gave me had the uh, rodent deal, but I've oh, there's two of them. No, I gave you one. It. Yeah, it, well, it's funny you get a, a fish running on you, and it's just. It's just like people are just confused on what's going on. They're like, They're like what are you, are you doing to that fish? <laughs> yeah, did you hook into a fish or a beaver? You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, but the drag still performed really good. I've hooked into a couple of big ones with the with the hamster wheel. <laughs> yeah. With the hamster wheel. Yeah, that's another cool feature I noticed on too. Like there's a there's an outside ring disc that has uh, indentations on it. So for the actual drag adjustment, so you can feel the clicking on the drag adjustment. Um, you could flip that. So if you just want a smooth feel to that drag adjustment with the no clicks, you can just flip that little disc around and um, you get rid of the, the click feel. Um, but I prefer the click feel. So at least you kind of know where you're at, especially it, like you said, in, in cold weather situations or a high pressure situation where you're just like, I, I don't know how far I went back or forward. Sometimes it's nice to have that feel, you know, how yeah. far you're, you're turning that. So, um, yeah, so it's a great reel. I mean, you could check these out at uh, at looptackle.com. It has all the specs on there. So you could check out uh, what that looks like. You can read a little bit more. They always have great product descriptions on their website. It gets down to the nitty-gritty. Um, they even have a cool little um, video down there with Mr. Peak from Twin Peaks Fly Fishing. Uh, super informational. Tells you how to change things out and stuff. So... And maybe another important part of the review is food pairings with the Loop Q reel. So we've done, and you guys say we've done many food pairings with this, and you're probably wondering, what are you talking about? Well, it is burritos, breaks, and flies. We talk about food and fly fishing. So what are some of the best food combinations when using a Q reel? Do you have any opinions on this, Taylor? You know, um, besides <laughs> deep fried hamster, if you put the ears in wrong, yeah. I mean, we've already talked about how I tend to disobey the uh, the commands of the growling stomach and fishing, but but when I do eat that reel, when I got that reel on, it's got to be it's got to be those. Uh, oh man, would you cook those? Uh, Oh, you're leaving wide the open. Fancy here. dogs, the fancy dogs, man. The fancy dogs. That's what I'm going to call them now. The fancy dogs. Yes, that's the yes, best yes. Way I can describe them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the. Uh, um, uh, what did I cook those in? Um, that was the. Uh, I'm just forgetting the name of the sauce. 
I don't say it was an Arribata, but it was some, um, uh, and it was tomato based and there was dang it. mozzarella. I no. Know. So yeah. No. So let's just say it was a, um, an Arribata sauce with, Oh, with, uh, provolone. There. So he cooked, yeah. So he, so that's where we cooked the sausages in the cast iron, you know, got them to about 80%. Then I introduced the, um, the sauce, like this genuine imported Italian pasta sauce, which is super chunky. Unlike American sauces, which are all smooth and blended out, you can actually see the ingredients in these. Um, and then got that up to temperature, put the provolone on the top, covered with foil, left alone for half an hour, then warmed up the um, the rolls, and then you just pick up these sausages that pick up all the sauce and cheese, and you throw them in the bun, and that was perfect. That was a super cold day. So that's that's a good yeah. pairing. Uh, duck tacos. Uh, with chimichurri sauce, that's a good pairing. Um, Jason Fairman, if you're listening, your chili pairs well with these, as well as the longboard pizza calzones and bonfire pizzas. Um, there's there's numerous other ones. We've done Argentine Pizza sausages and burritos. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean that it, it, a little bit, but like the Argentine sausage sandwiches, those pair well. Um, Piedmontese New York strip steaks, Piedmontese burgers. The list goes on and on, on and on. It's not even fair, actually. So, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Great pairing. Yep, yep. So, anyway, so that's kind of our sum up. I think, you know, if if anything, it's, it's, it's only downside would be is that it's not assembled with the same, you know, like super high quality machined, uh, uh, metals that the higher end it's higher end uh brothers and sisters in the loop real line are made of but then if they're made of that it would cease to be the q reel so it really stands alone in its environment um it's just a hardy reel and like i said Uh, i mean price point (laughs) you're you're getting you're getting what you need out of you know the functioning of it you're getting everything you could really ask for you know when you pay that extra money you're just getting icing on the cake you know yeah the cue the cue's the cake cue's the cake yeah and it's great looking it doesn't look cheap it doesn't have a a low dollar look it's not like going getting like a white river reel or something like (laughs) you know the bass pro special you know right right where the where the line seems to be worth more than the reel you know, and that's not saying much. Um, so definitely a high class look. Um, so yeah, you can't go wrong. You really can't go wrong. And like I said, the maintenance is low on these. Um, just a terrific reel all the way around, really. And it handles user error, so it's a great one to kind of get started with until it you does. Out reels. It does. Everything is. It's, it's like big block Legos style. You know, like you, it's hard to mess it up. It really is. Yeah, there's, there's, you'd have to work at, at screwing things up on this one. So, anyway, well, there's our, there's our quick review. Um, hope that helps you out if you're looking at the loop queue or if you're looking for a new reel, um, you know, at a, at a great price point, which I think most people are. Uh, this is, this is the one for you. And I think next time around, uh, loop has a new G5 reel. Uh, that we'll be taking a look at. We'll put some hours on that, and we'll take a look at that. But until then, uh, dig your heels in and, and check out one of these Q reels. So, 
Got anything to add, Prodigy? Tight lines, everyone, and I think we need to take my other nickname, but yeah, we'll mention it. We'll mention it in the next podcast. So, <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's it. Um, like I said, check it out at uh, looptackle.com. Um, you know, check it out at bearfishalliance.com. I probably got some info on it there. Um, but until then, hey, tight lines. I used to know I'm close